Welcome to the Homegirl Podcast. I am your host, Abby Cornelius. And today we are going to talk about, hmm, how should I label this? We're going to talk about knowing your stats. Okay. So I want to start off with story time. I was a manager for a new team. And within a few months, you know, by default, you start kind of like learning your team and knowing who's got what for strengths and all this. And I'm sitting in this one-on-one with one of my salespeople and she is like on a roll. She is like laid out everything that's been going on, what she needs, why she needs it. Like she is professionally presenting to me on what she needs to make her community just a huge success for this year. And I take a quick minute and I say, I'm out. I cannot thank you enough for putting together all of this information. I feel like I have a really clear picture of what's going on, what you need, and I feel like I can help you. Like, this is incredible, and it's very rare that I get this level of detail when it comes to an ask from an employee. Um, And she goes, well, Abby, like, the company is trusting me to get $20 million in revenue this year. I better be on my game. And in that moment, I was like, damn, girlfriend knows her stats. Like she knows what she is accountable for. And I was like, where'd you come up with 20 million? And she quickly was like, I need to sell X number of homes. And this is my average sales price. And so that's $20 million in revenue. I better be showing up every day as a $20 million earner. And this is what I feel like is me being, you know, taking responsibility and personally being accountable to that $20 million mark. And so What I want to do is I want to take that vibe and I want to bottle it up and I want to call it accountability cola and I want to give you a sip. And I want you right now, salesperson or sales leader, to do your math. Well, I did a little bit of math because I was just curious what the um, averages were today. Like this was a conversation was a long time ago and I'm not obviously leading a team today. So I was curious in 2023, what's that magic number? I know the market shifted some. And so... I polled six sales leaders in Charlotte, all with national home builders, and it was a resounding consensus. Anywhere between 15 and 18 million is the per salesperson revenue target. So that's taking each community's average sales price times their uh, sales pace and figuring out what the revenue is. So if you're a sales leader, take that number times the amount of communities. So if we're saying 16 million is the average that a salesperson is responsible for today in revenue, and I've got 10 neighborhoods. Now I'm responsible for 160 million. Yes, $160 million in revenue. And so the next thing you have to do is take this sip of accountability cola and say, okay, I am responsible for this much revenue. My company is trusting me with this. And then ask yourself, am I working like a $16 million producer? Am I working like a $160 million revenue leader? And if it isn't a hell yes, then maybe part of the puzzle that you're missing is the business strategy. And when I think of um, kind of the way that I like to lead and obviously what this podcast has been about, I talk a lot about people and being empathetic leader and people over profits and all of this stuff. And I firmly believe in that. But profits is part of the equation. It's people over profits and you still need to know what profits look like. And if you're running a business and if you're a strategic business person, if you want to be a leader within your organization, you need to know the stats side of it. And so when it comes to what I like to call the feel versus the real, salespeople, excuse me, salespeople tend to lead 
towards the feels in most cases, not all of them, but most cases, we tend to be highly emotional, really high connection. We uh, listen well, we ask a lot of questions. We kind of live in like, I got this gut feeling or intuition, but it's truly based on conversation. And then there's this real side of the business, which is the stats, the numbers, the facts, the figures, the proof of what you may be feeling. And when you're thinking about your community and its success, or if you're a leader, you're like division, you're all your communities together, the, the feel part are kind of the internal puzzle pieces. They're the little bits and pieces. Oh, I got some red here. I got some blue here. They kind of just sprinkle in there, right? But the real, the facts, the figures, the stats are the border. They frame out the picture and tell a story of what they complete the story of what's really going on. And so I think it's really important that if you're a numbers person and you live in logic and you live in the real, to to know you're only focusing on that border. You're only focusing on the outline, the framework of what's happening, but you don't have the full story until you start talking and asking questions and digging in and, and getting that intuition and that that feel, that vibe, whatever that is that fills in the inside of the puzzle. So if you want a clear picture, you need the stats and the feelings. And what was happening in that meeting with my um, salesperson was she was painting a clear picture. She was saying things like, hey, I've felt like the last few months this has been going on, or I've been hearing this a lot from customers. And so I started digging into the to the numbers to see what was going on. I started doing some research and she partnered her feel with the real. And it created such a clear picture that I was able to quickly get her what she needed, get the community back on course and accelerate and, and be mindful of that $20 million target that she had and that I had as our shared responsibility. It is a shared responsibility. And when, when I'm talking and coaching sales leaders, one of the main things that comes up is I have a hard time holding my team accountable. I don't know what that looks like. I don't want to be a micromanager. I don't want to, but whatever. And, and salespeople always say, my boss is all hung up on the CRM and big brother's watching me. And why do I have to track all this stuff? It doesn't matter. Well, I think when you think about the, the ways to inspire or to build accountability, it starts always with clear communication and a shared why. And I think the best clear communication and the best shared why we can provide to our salespeople and to ourselves is this ultimate goal of what's the impact? Like, what are we shooting for? And if we can all agree that, let's just say the average is 16 million, hey, salesperson, I hired you. I'm entrusting you with $16 million in revenue. And because of that, here are the tools and resources I'm giving you to help you show up great as a $16 million producer. There's an earnest and a responsibility to the number and to the systems to help support it. And same thing, you know, as a sales leader, if I only spent time in conversations, which I love to do, and I never took time to pause, run back the tape, see how the team's doing, see what's going on that may be predicting what's happening next, I'm missing a big piece of my responsibility, which is knowing that real, knowing what's really going on in terms of facts and figures. Now, I think if we educated, there's this disconnect, I see at least in in my experience, where a lot of big leaders are 
high real. They deal just in facts, figures, and numbers. They love it up there. They love spreadsheets and trackers and filters and pivot tables and CRMs and all this stuff. They live in the real because it's predictable. It tells a story. They feel like they've got it all figured out. Where people who work in the field, sales, construction, loan officers, we tend to work in the feel because we are in the field, we're dealing with the problems, we're seeing it. So we tend to have all these gut and intuitions. And the beauty of a leader, and if you're an aspiring leader, is to be able to bridge the gap between the feel and the real. And to be able to complete the story so that you can take whatever the sales team is feeling, put data and stats behind it to persuasively communicate with your leadership team to get the action that you need. It is the whole story. And what you need to do is when leadership drives an initiative and they drive a real thing, we need to do this and make sure that you know the feel behind it. Make sure that when you communicate it to your team, you're talking about the feel behind it so that you get commitment, not compliance. So compliance is when we're a big company and we say, do this, it's your job because we said so. And there's zero more to it. And there's times, right, where we pull that card. I know I pull it as a parent. Sometimes I'm tired of explaining myself and it's just because I said so. (laughs) I'm sure you can all relate. But there are times, especially when we're in the learning and growth stage and when we're wanting to groom that next generation of leaders where we do need to make sure we're giving that why, we're giving the feel to the real, what is going on behind this, okay? So... Let's take a moment and we're going to get clear about our mission. Our mission is if I'm a salesperson, do your math. What's your number? Is it 16 million? Is it 20 million? Do you have a bigger aspiration? Are you with a builder that just sells more expensive homes? Whatever that is, what's your number? Okay. Know your number that you're accountable to. Leaders, know your number that you're accountable to. Okay. This is your outline. This is what you got to shoot for. These are your numbers. And then next episode, next week, I want to talk about the mini numbers our leading and lagging indicators, our KPIs, whatever you want to call them, your sales funnel, your CRM stats, all that stuff, how that plays into the big number. Because I'm seeing this huge disconnect between salespeople and leaders and the data that's going in and the data that's coming out. When I was a sales trainer, I used to say junk in, junk out when it came to the CRM. And a lot of salespeople are either not putting stuff in. Um, I've seen trends where salespeople don't put in customer information because they don't want it to look like their traffic was high and they weren't converting well. Well, salesperson, you don't own that customer's information that was given to the company. You have an obligation and a responsibility to put it into the CRM. You never know when that person's going to want to buy a house. They get to be part of our marketing campaigns. You you have to. It is your job to put that into the CRM because it is property of your company that the customer gave that information to your company. And if you keep it in a desk drawer, it's not doing anybody, including yourself, any good. So we need to stop managing CRMs to like corporate guidelines and corporate standards and your conversion is low and your conversion is high. And We're going to talk about on next week's episode, how to benchmark your performance, how to benchmark your conversion rates and go from there. It's not about company standards. It's not about big brothers watching you and and leaders. You need to do the same thing. You need to take each person and each community's individual results and you need to identify what is standard. How can we improve? And at what point do we put up a red flag that something's wrong? If we drop below X percentage is when we're concerned, what does that look like? This is how you drive results. 
But also this information is what's going to give you that full clear picture when you want to when you want to present a, a problem and a solution to your leader to get better results, to get yeses faster, to get whatever that need is that you have even sooner. I would often hear, oh, I pitched this to my sales leader three or four times and they always said no. And I said, well, let's try it again. I'm like, you're missing the, you're missing the real behind your feel. What's the real? Show me some data. Show me some stats. That's what your, that's what your dashboards do. That's what your CRM does. That's what your sales funnel does. Okay. It is your friend. Um, when I was newer, I used to call it my CYA, cover your ass, right? Like if I felt something, my dashboard typically would tell the same story. So let's not, let's not forget that this tells us a story too. It supports your gut, your gut, your intuition. Businesses run by logic. They run by real. So you need to, as a salesperson, as a leader, figure out how to mesh that real versus feel. I am uniquely qualified to mesh real and feel because I grew up in a household where my original bosses, my parents, <laughs> are very opposite. My mom is very feel, very insightful, high intuition. She's almost always right with her gut, where my dad is like, let's play devil's advocate. Let's run back the tape. Let's do, 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 do. So everything that happened in our house was, I can see it now, butterflies, cupcakes, and rainbows. And my dad being like, but I also see a storm cloud in our future and we should probably think about this, Abby. And so when you grow up where you're constantly having this battle, you learn how to blend the two. And oftentimes they were both right. Um, but you have to learn to speak the other person's language, persuasive communication 101, to be able to affect change or to find those commonalities and to find the footwork forward. Okay, this is the beauty of a leader. Oftentimes people get promoted from sales to leadership and they struggle with this dynamic. They struggle with how do I take my intuition and now turn it into leadership talk? So we're going to dig into that next week too. We're going to talk about the momentum and how you use this information to not just bring your boss a problem. I feel like my community is struggling. I feel like I need this. I feel like I need that. Okay, those are just problems. Let's talk about the solutions and solutions come from the real combined with the feel. All right, drink your accountability cola, know your number. Let's start there. What is your number that you're responsible for as a salesperson or a sales leader? And then I want you to tune back in next week where we talk about how to benchmark your leading and lagging indicators, how to track, how to set new goals and how to work together because as a salesperson and a leader, this is a shared responsibility. And the more you can collaborate on these things and have these business conversations with your salespeople, the more impact you're going to have and the faster you're going to get to solutions. All right. Thank you guys for tuning in. I will see you next week. Bye.